0: Thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford.
1: What's up everybody and welcome back to the podcast again. I'm so grateful and so thankful that you're with me today for this episode of the transform podcast. I hope it certainly does help you transform into someone who is better for God today than you were the day before and that tomorrow you'll be better than you were today. If you can please go to whatever platform it is that you normally listen to us and give us a rating or a view or whatever that might be. Also if you can go to our website scatteredabroad.org or um, if you can also do this, subscribe, subscribe to our email list. Um, and there you'll get all the information that you need um, in order to stay up to date with our network. And hopefully uh, you'll be up to date with everything that goes on, whatever that might be. Again, if you've been listening to this podcast, you'll know that we have been doing a series of episodes, a series of lessons um, on being transformed into a soldier for God. We've been talking about individuals as us as individuals who are transforming day by day into being soldiers for our God. We're fighting in this battle in the Lord's army. And to help us discuss these matters is our good friend and brother, brother, Jeff Archie. Rather grateful that you're here, and just uh, just excited for this discussion today.
0: Hey, same here, Caleb. Let's get into it with this introduction. We'll reach back for the old hymn: "Soldiers of Christ, arise and put your armor on, strong in the strength which God supplies." Absolutely. So let's take a look at what He supplies
1: us with today. All Another right. part of our armor. That's right. Let's talk about it. Ephesians chapter six, verse sixteen. Apostle Paul again writing to the church at Ephesus, he says, "Above all, taking the shield of faith, and that's what we're going to we're going to talk about and dive into and hone in on today. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts." Of the wicked one, and this verse, Jeff, really presents a lot of different ideas, a lot mm-hmm. of different mm-hmm. <laughs> directions, and ways we could go with oh, this. Yes. So, what? Let, let, let's talk about some of these things. We, we, again, we've talked about this; at, we, we mentioned this every single episode. Where do you go with this verse when you talk about it? Well, and and you know, I
0: want to sit here and be in, a, in kind of a formal way and say I'm very excited about this verse. And then there's another side of me that wants to go goody 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 because this is a good one, folks. <laughs> it is. What comes to my mind is that this is the armor that is the defensive tool. Now, every part of the armor we've put on, we've wrapped ourselves with truth, we have on the breastplate of righteousness, our feet are shod, but this part of the armor, Caleb, is not on us. Rather, we have to pick it up. Notice, take the shield of faith. So sure. you got to have it. The shield of the soldier back at this time was about a two and a half-by-four shield, two-and-a-half wide, four-foot high. He would use this as a defensive tool. Now, I was reading some interesting things about the armor and all, and I read where soldiers would dip the tip of their darts or their arrows into a deadly poison. Mm. When they would fire that arrow, even if it just gave you like a flesh wound, it was enough. To get in your system and kill you. And so uh, they would also dip the tips of their sword in the flammable liquid mm. and would fire to hit, you know, would, would shoot them rather, fire them off, if you will, sure. <laughs> to, you know, to cause fire and right. damage and to, to destroy. And so we understand that our shield of faith will deflect the darts of the wicked. And so this is what it says. You'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, which means he's going to fire everything he can at us, and our faith must stand strong to deflect and to knock that off. And so, you know, we look at Hebrews 11, and we look at how many times those people of faith deflected the fiery darts of the wicked one Mm -hmm. with what all that they survived and dealt with. Sure. So, uh, and there's going to be more of this shield of faith because, Mm -hmm. you know, faith is the victory that overcometh the world.
1: We sing it and John even wrote of it. First John five, four. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I like to bring up when talking about this, because this is a passage, I think this may be one of the more well-known Um, pieces of armor, I guess, if we could say among uh, individuals in the world or even in in the church, one of those that's talked about more often, I feel like than others. Um, And I think that we need to note that obviously this was written in an older time. You know, we mentioned the the Roman uh, kind of armor and shield and those kinds of things. Those are the things that we think of. Um, And again, you mentioned archery and the the fiery arrows Um, and, you know, those kinds of those terminology. And that's the thing. That's what we think of when we think about this verse. Um, but one thing I think we need to mention too, is that today, obviously sin is still here. It's always been here. Sin has never changed, but the mediums have changed. The ways in which sin presents itself, um, has changed. And I think that a lot, I mean, the devil's not dumb, is he? He, Oh, not at all. He knows exactly what he's doing and he knows exactly how to change, when to change and how, and how to do it to be as effective as he can. Mm -hmm. Um, wherever it might be. And so I think a lot of times when we think about the fiery darts of the wicked one, we maybe we think about, you know, the darts you throw at a dartboard or, or like mm-hmm. you said, an arrow, which obviously can be deadly. But I think in some sense today, if we're going to think about this in modern terms, you know, we think about our modern day military. You think about something like a Gatling gun or a minigun and how mm-hmm. it fires, you know, however many thousands of rounds a minute. In my estimation, it almost seems like we need to think about it. It really in kind of that sense, because that's what we think of today. You know, exactly. when, when we fight today, we fight with, with bullets and things like that. We don't fight with, with arrows anymore, or darts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I, think, I, think about, I think about alcohol today. And I asked one of the kids in my youth group um, the other day, I said, you know, how, how accessible is alcohol at your school? And he said, oh, it's easily accessible. If you want it, you've got it. But, you know, you think about uh, however many years ago you used to have to pay someone, you know, to try to sneak you some alcohol because mm-hmm. it, was, it was taboo, it was looked down on mm-hmm. as it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet I think about pornography. You know, you, have to, you used to have to pay someone to go into a store to get you a magazine. You know, if you went and got it, you had to pay for mm-hmm. a magazine, you had to hide it, you know, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But now it's you can get it just like that mm-hmm. if you had a click of a button. And so sin is so easily accessible now. Um, more than it ever has been, I, w- I, think, I think we can say. Mm-hmm. Um, and though it's always been there, the mediums have changed. And so we need to think about this as something that is constantly being fired at us from all angles. And if we're not ready, if we're, sh- if we're shot down by the enemy, then nothing else matters. Our battle's over. That's um, right. And until we protect ourselves, everything else that we do is lost.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's why... We can find in this verse, and and Caleb, let's think about this. Paul said, "Above all." Mm. Now we look at that verse. "Above all," and quench all. Mm. You know, "above all" simply means in addition. Right. I think the uh, one version, the English Standard Version, says, "In all circumstances," that uh, you know, "above all, every circumstance, take your shield of faith." You can't imagine someone with armor. -hmm. Leaving his shield behind. Right. Because he's got to have that. We need the shield of faith to quench all. So, above all, let's quench
1: all. Mm. That's good. That's real good. You know, we talk about faith in our world today, and there seems to be, I guess, so much confusion, maybe might be a word we use. So much, um, just people just don't know, I guess, when we talk about faith, what exactly faith is. Is because I think a lot of people just have their own definition of what faith is, they live it out in whatever way they want. So, Jeff, what exactly is faith, and specifically, obviously, in spiritual and biblical terms, what is biblical faith?
0: Hebrews 11, verse 1 Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That is proper biblical faith. It's the substance of things hoped for. When we have our hope in God, that's above all. Mm -hmm. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, when I have my hope in God above all, then I see the evidence of things not seen and know God is above all that. That is true biblical faith. And without it, I can't please God. Right. If I come to God, I must believe that he is, that he is above all and has the power for us to quench all. Uh, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, the God. word of God. Right. So, you know, I I think I heard, um, I think it was our friend B.J. Clark one time said, you know, while there is evidence of nature to tell me there is a God and I can believe in God, yet a tree cannot instruct me what I need to know. Mm. And that's true, you know. And so faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And that's what God provides above all so we can
1: quench all. Mm. That's good. You know, I, you mentioned Romans 10, verse 17, and so many individuals, so many people try to cling to so many different doctrines and philosophies and creeds of men, but it's, it's so simple when you just read the Bible. You know, Brother Whitaker's um, little pamphlets that he uses, if we would just literally go back to the Bible, Mm -hmm. then certainly all of our questions and problems in life would have their answers for them right there if we would just go back to the Bible. But I think Romans 10, verse 17, um, talking about how our faith comes from the Word of God. It Mm -hmm. doesn't come from Catholicism, but it doesn't come from the Baptists, or it doesn't come from the Presbyterians, or whatever it might be. It simply comes from the Word of God. Mm -hmm. It's so simple. Uh, but so many people try to, I guess, in some sense, maybe complicate it to, again, and uh, we've talked about this before, they try to go to whatever it is that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's their standard for truth, their standard for authority. Um, and that's just how they want to live. Um, and it, they don't, it, it seems like there's really no care uh, for the Bible.
0: You know, I believe I will embark upon my spiritual journey. I am on a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. for people to express that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of times it's because the kind of journey we want to take. right? Uh, you want to use the word spiritual, we use it biblically. Galatians 6 and verse 1, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, or if a sin has encompassed him, you which are spiritual, restore such a one. So we are to be spiritual indiv- individuals, spiritual people, but we must again let that follow the path of God. Sure so and and not our own agenda absolutely if we it's been says let go and let god there's a lot of truth in that Mm -hmm. if we will let go of what we want to do and trust in god and his power it is amazing what can happen
1: right and a lot of this a lot of this does come down to this idea of trust if we trust in god we let him lead us let him show us where we need to go in life Mm Then we'll be better off because, like I mentioned before, you and I, we're flawed individuals. We Mm -hmm. make mistakes. And so oftentimes, we try to maybe run ahead or, or run off this direction or that direction and what ends up happening, we will always end up coming back to God because he is the one who truly knows everything and has this plan for us. If only we would just follow it. That's right. Uh, If we would just swallow our pride a little bit and understand and and that we need to submit to him uh, because he truly is the one who, who has created all things and who can sustain us in this life. You know, Faith is so important to us as Christians. It is kind of the backbone of our Christianity, our faith in God. If we don't have a faith in God, then our foundation is not what it needs to be. We will not be able to stand strong. Go back to Matthew chapter 7 and think about um, building your house on the rock, on that solid foundation, that firm foundation that we must have. And in order for us to fend off these attacks of the devil— we have to carry this shield about us. Again, going back to Paul's language there, he says above all, not that it's more important than anything else, but it's almost like you can't imagine going into battle without your shield. Mm-hmm. Above all, take your shield. We have to carry this shield about us, this faith about us in order to fend off these attacks from the devil. So obviously we know that a shield in battle generally was used for defense, right? You used mm-hmm. it to block things that were coming your way. Um, that's kind of the idea of our faith. So As we talk about this in spiritual terms, biblical terms, how do we as Christians defend our faith, um, our Christianity, how do we defend God? Because a lot of times I think individuals, they may try to do it but then almost it becomes hostile and they become offensive, you know, mm-hmm. in some sense because they're trying to try they're trying they're trying to do something good but they end up doing something bad with it if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so, how do we in, in a correct way and in a correct manner defend our faith in God?
0: First of all, Kayla, we've got to have knowledge of the word of God. Right. Again, we take back to Romans 10:17. Mm-hmm. So, we've got to grow in our knowledge of the word of God. Jesus said, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. They are they which testify of me. Those in Berea were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Another phrase for the word noble would be fair-minded. Mm-hmm. They searched the scriptures. They searched, or rather, they received the word with readiness of mind and then searched the scriptures daily, Acts 17:10 and 11. We are to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 2 Peter 3:18." We are to have a zeal, but that zeal must be according to knowledge, Romans 10, 1 and 2. So we need to have a knowledge of the Word of God to help us in that defense. Number two, there's something interesting about the armor of God and the shield, of how in the physical realm soldiers would march forward and they would march in a tight formation together with their shields side by side. You know, their shield would go, their arm would go into a shield. They would march side by side, which gave that shield a long type of defense. And so that is where we need to march together tight and tighter. Second Timothy 2.22, Paul tells Timothy, flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, charity, or love, faith, and peace. Now watch it, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So I've got to interlock with my fellow soldiers who are making the same stride. Okay, so I have the knowledge. I've got people who are helping me along. And then I've got to make sure that I'm growing that. 2 Thessalonians 1, 3. Paul says, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity or the love of each one of you toward each other abounds. The charity abounds when we're interlocked in battle. Mm -hmm. We have the knowledge that helps us to grow. So we put that together. That helps us in our defense. And you know, Caleb, we've said this before. The more we do this, the more we... Transform ourselves into what God would have us to be.
1: That's right. It's, I think it's interesting you mentioned the idea of being together. Um, it's so uh, you th- you think about you think about someone who goes into battle. If they go by themselves, they feel vulnerable. They have, um, like you mentioned, that some some parts of their body, their sides, are exposed without other individuals. If we march in this battle side by side with our brothers and sisters as a unified body. Then we will be a much harder target to hit for our enemy. Mm-hmm. If you're standing out there by yourself, you're vulnerable. You don't have those individuals to lean on. You think about uh, think you think about a, a wolf that goes after sheep. He's going to go after which one? The one who is all the one who is alone, the one who is weak. And so I think there's a couple things that as 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 individuals as Christians we need to yes continue growing ourselves. But then I think we could also add on that looking at our fellow soldiers, our fellow teammates, and seeing who needs help. Mm-hmm. Who can we help build up? Who can we help grow? Who can we help continue pushing on? Because there are going to be times in all of our lives where we stumble, where we, where we fall down, where we need help getting back up. And if you're by yourself when you do that, it's very difficult to get back up. But when you have your fellow soldiers standing there right there with you, mm-hmm. they're going to help you. They're going to help push you on. They're going to help you get you back up. And it's going to certainly be beneficial and, and it's going to help you um, so much as someone um, who is a soldier for God. It, it's it's mind-blowing to me that we are already past our time. It's crazy. These, these discussions are going by so quick and I hope that you're learning. I hope that you are growing and that, you, as, as Jeff continues to say, we're transforming together um, into soldiers uh, for God. You know, life is ever-changing um, and though methods change, though times change, um, this battle that we fight doesn't change because our enemy is still here. We must be constant in this war. We must continually be about the defense of the gospel, but in a loving way, in a way that shows other others the peace of God and the grace of God, um, just as we have been shown as we are Christians today. Jeff, again, thank you so much for being with us. I certainly appreciate all the work you're doing. Well, to borrow a line from my
0: International Gospel Hour
1: broadcast. It's been great. Join
0: us again. And friends, keep listening. <laughs>
1: That's exactly right. Well, again, thank you so much for being with us. And as always, don't conform, but transform.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at Network at gmail.com. That's Network at gmail.com. Remember, You can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.